How are you doing there? It is David from the David McWilliams podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. We're all following the government's advice right now. We're staying in. It's a little bit cocooning, but it's all working. So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the world. Check it out. This week on the Mirror Football Podcast, we're joined by Andy Dunn, the Chief Sports Writer. He'll be talking to us live from Macedonia about Manchester United. He's with the squad. Uh, he's got the latest rumours on Danny Rose, Gareth Bale and Zlatan Ibrahimovic as well. We'll look ahead to the new Premier League season, which starts this Friday. Adrian Kajumba and Neil Moxley from The People are going to come on the programme. Plus, the bargain Liverpool player you might have picked in fantasy football and VAR Bazaar. Uh, here's Big Tom, the producer, with the rest of what's coming up on the programme. Well, in the video section of our podcast, we've got Are You Fit To Wear The Shirt? And in a hilarious Rose Z section, we've got Yeovil Town and Besiktas. And I'm going to cry if you touch me. What? Hello, this is Sam Adderface and this is our producer, Big Tom, uh, for the Mirror Football Podcast. Um, just if you're listening to this podcast... Remember, you can watch it as well on the Mirror Football Facebook page. Please share it. Please retweet it. Please Snapchat the hell out of it. Whatever you want to do, just tell all your friends. We'd, we'd love you to spread the word. Uh, football season started this weekend. The it did. Where were you? I went to Aston Villa against Hull okay. on Saturday, and I bumped into Leonard Slutsky, who is the former Russian manager, CSKA manager. He's now the manager of Hull City. He's coming on this programme. He's, a, he's yeah. a great guy, isn't he? He's a great guy. In about 20 minutes, you're going to hear why his actual playing career ended and it's, it's a funny story and he's, can't a, wait. he's a great guy and he's always smiling so the whole city manager is going to be on the program very shortly so we'll get to that uh, i went to chelsea arsenal on sunday the uh, not a fan of the pens the are you penalty shield, the abba penalty shooter what i'm less of a fan of is thibaut courtois taking chelsea's second penalty yeah that hasn't come down yet in fact, in fact, I'm still waiting. I'm just avoiding the sky just in case it comes down and hits me on the head. Uh, but loads coming up on the show, uh, both audio and video. You can subscribe to us via iTunes or you can hit us up on all the social media. The details you can see all over your screen throughout the course of the next uh, few minutes. At Stay On Your Feet on Twitter, at Stay On Your Feet at TV on Instagram and the at Mirror Football Facebook page as well. Uh, loads of stories on the website today. Yeah, what's, uh, what's on the website? What's breaking? So on our website today, what have we got going on? Well, we've got a great news story about Liverpool and what it looks like inside the stadium after their £10 million improvements, including a brand new pitch and a bigger cop. Uh, they've spent quite a bit of money on that. Uh, Gareth Bale's story is up and running. You've heard uh, uh, that uh, Mourinho's had a little barb over the last 24 hours. We'll bring you the latest on that very shortly. The transfer news blog is always running. Uh, Chelsea may want Van Dijk, but I think he wants to go to Liverpool. Um, although there's a warning from Robbie Fowler that it won't be easy for Virgil van Dijk. Uh, there's uh, quite a bit about the Super Cup and what's been going on uh, behind the dressing rooms there, including a bit from Sergio Ramos, who says that Mourinho didn't really understand what Real Madrid was like. And then there's a whole lot on Coutinho because we think he's going to stay. And we've identified five incredible Coutinho stats which show exactly how much Liverpool will be losing if the Brazilian joins Barca. I'm 
the Mirror Football website is around 24-7. Make sure you go on there. There's all the breaking news whenever you want it. Uh, let's uh, turn our attention to the big start of the Premier League. It starts Friday night. Um, Adrian Kajumba and Neil Moxley, the chief sports writer from The People, are joining us to discuss the big issues going into the first Premier League weekend. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us on the programme. Really appreciate that. No Diego Costa this year. Um, we, we don't expect Maybe. Diego <laughs> Costa uh, to, uh, to play in the Premier League this year. Um, so who for you do you think is going to take on the role of the Premier League baddie? Neil? Uh, well, I think we're going to go back to... Um to the tried and trusted four. I don't see it being a player, quite frankly. I think um, I think Jose Mourinho is going to be the man that everybody loves to hate. Um, he's, he's taken a year to bed in at uh, Manchester United, not really upset anybody, which is most unlike Jose. And um, I think with this uh, with the squad that Adrian mentioned earlier, that the signings that he's made, I, I just think Jose is going to be yapping, snarling, taking the mickey out of people, riling and getting under the skin, you name it, Jose will be bang at it this season. Um, you know, I've got sneaking suspicion Manchester United will do really well this season. And I, I, I fully expect, you know, uh, Jose to take the mantle of the uh, pantomime villain uh, once more. Neil, you read, you read my mind. That was who I had down uh, for this question. Uh, you know, when you look at Costa, there are probably few, well, there are a few people in the Premier League who are as divisive as him. We want to win at all costs like him. We'll stoop as low as him to, to get an advantage. And, and the closest person to that is actually Mourinho. And in some ways, I suppose it's no surprise that when you look back, it's Mourinho who brought Costa to the Premier League. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, you know, Manchester United are, are a club that, that neutrals, I would say, in, enjoy. You know, they love to hate. When you stick Mourinho into that mix as well, it only adds to that, that kind of feeling that, you know, you know, Manchester United are of a club that people will love to hate. So it's, it's going to be great to see him. He's already maybe going against his word. You see what he said about Gareth Bell yesterday. You know, he's been saying in pre-season, oh, don't talk about players from other clubs. And then he has a little chance to have a little nibble around Madrid about Bell, and he does it. And I think that's a sign of things to come. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good lad, isn't he? He's great. Yeah. Um, let, let, let's just turn attention to the top four because like, who's going to miss out? Arsenal missed out last year. Uh, Manchester United missed out last year. Uh, six into four just doesn't go. Um, how is it going to chop and change this year? What, what do you think, Neil? Well, I mean, you know, I think this. I have to say first off, I think there's really serious problems at Chelsea. Um, I, I, know, I, do don't, not... don't, don't, I know. I've been saying this for ages. It's killing me. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I went to the press conference on Friday, the Community Shield, and, it, you know, all the messages were just wrong. Um, you know, Conte was basically saying, you know, don't ask me this question about Nemanja Matic, ask the club. Oh, I'm powerless to stop in Hazard going. You know, he was, he was, you know, if you're looking for a downbeat sort of way into the season, Antonio Conte supplied it. He's still got the issue, issue with Diego Costa. He's got some new players to bed in. It just, to me, Sam, it just doesn't smell right. And and, and I think that will translate with translate into a, a real downturn of, uh, in results. The reason being is I, I'm not convinced Chelsea's squad is, is, you know, anywhere near as strong as they think it. They think it is, and um, I'm sorry, pal. It's one of those. <laughs> it's, 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 I know you're sitting there with you like Chelsea, Morgan. All the rest I'm of sitting, it. I'm, sit, I'm sitting here with me, 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 Amsterdam 2013 Europa League winners, Mark. Yeah. yeah I think the Chelsea yeah. squad's gone like your coffee a bit cold there, isn't it? Only one of you. Um, yeah, so I think I think there's real problems at Chelsea. I, I, with the Champions League, you just don't get any time now to sort of iron them out in the week. You know, it's fairly 
Uh, it's going to be fairly full until, you know, at least through the group stages um, before Christmas. And I think Chelsea's sort of uh, season could be um, could be cast in stone by then and they could be playing catch-up already. And I'm, I'm, I've got to be perfectly honest, for similar reasons, because Liverpool have got Champions League and because Arsenal haven't, I think that Liverpool are going to get stuck between a, a rock and a hard place as well, fighting on the two fronts. And I think Arsenal will be strong. Um, I think Manchester United will be strong and can cope. And I think um, uh, Manchester City will be able to cope as well. And the other team, I think, uh, are going to be in the mix just because I suppose to my top four. And I think Chelsea and Liverpool might be saying. I, um, I had a top uh, three, which I'm, I'm pretty sure about, for Man City, Man United, and then Arsenal. I've been umming and ahhing about fourth. Neil has made a really good case for it not being Chelsea, who I initially had in my top four, but Neil, Neil has convinced me maybe that it's, it's not going to be them. Uh, you know, initially I went for Spurs and Liverpool to miss out. Spurs because because of the Wembley factor. Um, they've struggled there, and it's going to be such a big game for every club who goes there. You know, they, they lose a real advantage by not being a White Hart Lane. And uh, I, had, I initially had Liverpool to miss out as well because, you know, they, they made a bit of a meal of getting into the top four last year, and that was without any European football. And obviously now they've got that added burden on them. So I just think, we, we, you know, we've only one addition to that, one major addition in Salah. Obviously Solanke's there to beef up their options up top as well. I just think Liverpool are going to have a bit of a struggle this year. Um, so I'm, I'm going between Spurs and Chelsea um, for, to, to, to take fourth at the moment. OK, well, you've cheered us both up. Yeah, so, thanks, so, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, boys, have a great season. We're really looking forward to it. Thanks for coming on the first uh, uh, programme. Uh, we hope to see you very soon. And remember, whatever you do, stay on your feet. Cheers, lads. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Take care. Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah, baby, it's time for Big Tom's uh, Big News. Every week he's going to do it to bring you the important thing that you must know uh, but people aren't talking about because it doesn't get you the retweets or the little heart likes on Twitter. Nope. Um, so this week we're talking about a new directive for diving. So why stay on your feet? Uh, it's inspired by a new directive this season. Now the FA can take retrospective action uh, when a ref has been deceived as a result of simulation. Okay. However, not any old simulation or dive. The dive needs to have a penalty or red at the end of it. I thought you were going to say it needs to be a good dive. <laughs> no, it needs to have a consequence. Okay, so someone's got to win from it. Absolutely. They break it down into two ways of conning the ref apart from the old-fashioned dive. Okay. One, an exaggeration of injury being barely touched but crying like your leg is broken. Ah! I didn't even touch oh, you that so time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, or two, feigning injury, not being touched at all, but crying like your leg's been broken. Ah! So, I didn't it. touch you then, got definitely. Got it that time. Here's the kicker, though. There needs to be clear and overwhelming evidence to suggest the player had intentionally conned the ref. Okay. It then goes to an ominous three-person panel, one ex-ref, one ex-manager and one ex-player. Scary. And each member watches the footage on their own and only if they all agree, a player will be hit with a two-game ban. Okay. hope that clears it up, but do you think it'll work? I don't think it'll work, only because uh, UEFA tried this before. They banned Eduardo after a Champions League qualifier against uh, Celtic when he was playing for Arsenal. Mm -hmm. Uh, Arsenal appealed against it. 
and uh, your wife went, oh yeah, well, we can't prove it, so uh, yeah, you better get off. Yeah. Um, Danny Murphy's on that panel though. Okay, credibility. Yeah, and it, but you take it seriously. He yeah. takes everything very seriously, Danny. Um, and uh, there's also, uh, but if you look through the panel, the one thing that really worried me about it was, is there's 13 people from which they can draw um, members of that three-man panel. Okay. The ominous three-man panel is going to decide your fate if you dive. Um, yeah, watch out, Victor Moses. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, there's no strikers. There's no strikers. Oh, really? There's only Trevor Sinclair, who's a forward player. Everybody else is like a defender or a, or a former goalkeeper. You need Then you've got the refs and the managers as well. But, but everyone's like mm. very defensive-minded. You need the master of the dark arts, you the striker do. themselves. You don't need you? to get Luis Suarez on this panel. Oh, easy. Then you, oh, protection. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, the, the idea's right. We want to get diving out of the game. Yeah. Let's hope it works. I'm delighted to say that the chief uh, sports writer for the Mirror and the Sunday Mirror, Andy Dunn, is with us live from Skopje. Hi, Andy. Hi, Sam. Uh, thanks very much for coming on the programme. Really appreciate it. Um, you've been with the Manchester United squad in Macedonia ahead of uh, their game against Real Madrid. All the talk um, this morning was about Gareth Bale, and I know that you've spoken to Zidane and to Jose Mourinho about the possibility of him coming to Old Trafford. Is, is it likely? It's more likely than it was, you know, several weeks ago or indeed at, at the end of last season. Um, it's gained a bit of momentum. Jose dropped in that little nugget like he does into these press conferences by saying that if Gareth Bale was not in Real Madrid's plans, then he would be waiting on the other side. It was, it was almost a public form of tapping up. It was, um, it was classic Jose, really. And, and it's, it's given the whole thing a lot of momentum. Behind it are stories in the Spanish newspapers, quite strong stories that Jose referenced in his press conference, suggesting that Bale would be the ones to make way should they sign Kylian Mbappé, or even if they don't, and, and that Bale's future was under somewhat of a cloud. You know how strong the Spanish press are, you know how strong Real Madrid supporters if it turns against you, and that has put the question marks over Gareth Bale's future, giving Jose Marino some encouragement, giving other co coaches who might be interested some encouragement. For me, though, it's the, the unlikely part of it is Gareth Bale wanting to come back to the Premier League. He would have to be forced out. He would have to be told by Real Madrid, you have no future here. Because I, I went to see Gareth Bale towards the end of last season. And on the record and off the record, he's absolutely clear that he wants to stay at Real Madrid. He loves the life out there. He loves, he loves the way Spanish football is played. He likes the way it doesn't put as much uh, as a physical strain on him as maybe the Premier League would. So he would have to be forced out. But certainly it's a story that between now and August the 31st, September the 1st, is a story that will, that will run regardless of what happens in the Super Cup. Um, also this morning we've seen uh, rumours of Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, going back to Manchester United. We know that he's injured still for a while. Danny Rose has been linked mm. heavily as well this morning. Um, what's the latest on that? Have you heard anything about it? No, but the latest out here from United is, is, is Marino is, is basically um, saying what he's been saying for some while now, that he had four positions, four targets, um, four target positions. Three of those have been filled with, um, with, 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 with the signs he's already made, with Lindelof, with Matic, with Lukaku. And his perfect summer, he says, would be for the fourth one to come in. That fourth one, I just will probably be a wide player. Perisic, the Ivan Perisic deal seems to be dead in the water. But now he's getting more encouragement from Bale. Maybe he'll pursue that, that, that stronger. He would love Danny Rose, you know. He, I'm sure he would love Danny Rose, especially, you know, he's got injuries to Luke Shaw. That, 
he sort of chopped and changed in that left side of defensive position last year quite a lot. I'm sure he would love someone of Danny Rose's attacking capability, but I can't see Spurs selling Danny Rose to Manchester United. Um, yeah, but drives a hard bargain, that Daniel Levy. Um, do you think that Manchester United yeah. have had a... This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows... And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Very good window. Um, And do you think that they're prepared to make an assault on the Premier League title? Do you think they've done well enough to be able to do that? Because, you know, they were some way off the pace last year. Some way off the pace, you know, sixth position isn't good enough for Manchester United. However, what I would say, two things. I think they've had a reasonable window. You know, obviously, Ibrahimovic, the injury there, they needed Lukaku. They needed a 25-goal season man. and And they've got that in Romelu Lukaku. So they've had... A decent window. I don't think. I don't think it's been spectacular. I don't think Jose wants to be that spectacular. But what I do think, combined with those signs, he loves Matic. You know, Matic would do would do a great job for him. I'm not sure about Lindelof. We can't judge pre-season, but he hasn't exactly looked convincing in pre-season. So the three signings are, are, are okay. But I think what will the difference will be. Jose's second season. Second season. He's had a year. He's had a season to get used to Manchester United. He's had mm. a season to put a stamp on things. And he'll have some players, he'll have some players that will actually really, really kick on. In particular, of course, Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba is someone I think who, in his second season back in the Premier League, will be you know, you know, an enormous player for Manchester United. And I just think that we'll see an improvement on Marino's team of last year to this year, plus the signings, and they're going to be they're going to be challenged right at the very top for sure um, Jose uh, has obviously been a, a, a manager who's consistently desperate to win and will win at all costs um, he doesn't mind the odd little barb in a press conference every now and again um, has he said anything about his title rivals going into the new season because traditionally he likes to just drip free a little bit of information about you know some of those who he, he might fear or some of those that he wants to put in their place no, he hasn't actually. Not 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 not, not this occasion. You're right. He does like to, to have the odd bar. Um, and and again, in his pre-Super Cup conference, you know, he he, he made a great points of well, he, he made really great store on saying what a great job he'd done at Real Madrid. The Real Madrid people who come in after him didn't exactly back that up. You know, there wasn't certainly much love from, for example, the likes of Sergio Ramos toward uh, Jose Marino when he spoke after Jose had spoken um, here in Skopje. Um, so, no, he hasn't. I, I think, you know, I think at the moment we'll keep his counsel because it's not exactly as though you said it, Sam. They didn't have, they were way off the pace last year. So he can't speak from a great position of strength. You know, so I think this time he's probably being a bit more more gentle in the running. And obviously they've got quite a quite an easy, well, not easy, easy is the wrong way, but basically a, a, a forgiving start to the season. They're not playing any of the big guns really in the first seven or eight games. 
So he'll be waiting to see if they go off to a flyer, and maybe then he'll start having maybe the odds dig at City for spending X amount of money or Chelsea for spending again. And we'll see. Um, but I think he knows that he has to make sure that United get off to a very good start before he starts having a pop at his, um, at his rivals. Uh, so, Andy, do you think that the starting lineup for tonight's game will mirror the starting lineup for the opener against West Ham this weekend? I don't know. Because to be honest with you, Sam, I'm not entirely sure that they will, they will play. Matic, for example, will not. Well, he certainly won't start tonight, but then could start against West Ham. So, again, even though it is a Super Cup, even though it's a trophy, and we all know how much Jose Marino absolutely adores winning trophies, you know, he'll count this as a major trophy if he wins it. You know, he, he knows that he can reel his trophies you know, off in, in an instance, all 24, 25 of them, whatever else counts. It depends whether he counted the Community Shield, etc., or, or whether he won it. He usually uh, does. Last week. But he, he usually does, and he will count that as a trophy. But even so... I do still think that the Super Cup and Real Madrid are treating it similarly is still part of pre-season preparations. It's a cup. It's important. They both want to win it, but it's still a part of their pre-season preparations. Cristiano Ronaldo, for example, is very unlikely to start for Real Madrid, even though he's here and he looks, as you could imagine, absolutely fit as a fiddle. So I think in that sense, um, there will still be an element of preparation for that game. So I would expect uh, maybe slightly different personnel at Old Trafford on Sunday. Andy, uh, super. One more question before we let you go. Um, what's the best thing about Scopia that you found? So, sorry, Sam, I didn't quite catch that one. What's the best one? Sorry. <laughs> what's the best? And thing? that was the political effect. You know. <laughs> what's the best thing you what's found best... in Macedonia in Scopia? What's the best thing about Scopia? The best thing about Scopia is is a statue of Alexander the Great. Uh, and I'm not talking about Sir Alexander Ferguson the Great. I'm talking about <laughs> Alexander the Great. It, they love a statue here. They absolutely love a statue. And everywhere you go, there, there are fantastic statues. And down by the river last night, um, the United fans were cavorting down there. All I have to say, in fantastic spirit. It was a great night. It's, and today, well, um, I mean, today should be. It should be. It's all primed. You know, it's interesting. The stadium is, is a newish stadium, um, a new stadium, and there's a, there's a real sense here in Skopje of, of it being a privilege to host two teams of the stature of Manchester United and Real Madrid, and it should be a great night. Looking forward to it. Andy, Brilliant. thanks for coming on the programme. Really thanks. appreciate it. That's Andy Dunn, the uh, sports, chief sports writer of the uh, Mirror and the Sunday Mirror. Cheers, Andy. The Premier League is back this weekend. Don't know if we mentioned that. Once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> just a bit. Uh, it also means that fancy football starts again. It is, and the main fancy news this week is that the Stay On Your Feet League is now live, so join up, get involved. All the details of how to do that are on our Twitter page, at Stay On Your Feet. Yeah, we pinned the league code right to the top, so just enter that, join our league. We've currently got about 200 people getting involved in it, yeah. including one guy who won the, uh, one of the big fantasy league uh, last year. Okay. So if you think you can take him Strong on, comp. Dan Cox, I think his name is, okay. then uh, get involved and take some. You can also win this trophy. Ooh. This trophy is magnificent. You sourced this. Well done, I by did. the way. Yeah, I got I my like name it. on the bottom as well. You didn't. It okay. says Fantasy League Champion 2017-18. Stay on your feet. Yeah. If you want to win it, get involved. I picked midfielders yeah. um, that are... Uh, Sort of attacking. Okay. I picked defenders that are attacking, mm. like Carl Walker. Right. Um, uh, I only paid six point five million pound for him. 
not the 54 million quid uh, that maybe others did. Well, it, interestingly, uh, Kieran Trippier, Walker's replacement at Spurs, is rated 75% at the moment, which has got some managers spooked and desperately clambering on social media. What does it mean? What does 75% mean? How can we get that 25% of fitness to guarantee his place in my starting lineup? Uh, who knows? The other injury news Adam Lallana's definitely out, but young Ben Woodburn at Liverpool, £4.5 million could be a bargain. Maybe not yet, but halfway <laughs> through the season. Other Liverpool decisions Mane, Salah is still a Rocks's paper decision. Arsenal's front line is still as unknown as our Brexit strategy, and Harry Kane is still a scoring machine. Uh, listen, I think it's still too early to give up on Morata, folks. I know I've gone the Kaku and is Mane, it? but, but yeah, yeah, it's still. Are you going to sign him? No, I'm not going to sign. Okay, um, but you can win this you if you uh, join our league by 6:45 on Friday. That's the deadline, and stay on your feet. Get involved. EFL season started uh, this weekend. I was at Aston Villa, I mentioned. Uh, I went to uh, speak afterwards to Leonard Slutsky, who's the whole manager. I'm delighted to say uh, that he joins us now. Hi, Leonard. Thanks for coming on the programme. Hi, hi. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very happy to stay here and first time in your programme. Yes, it's it's very interesting time. And I'm congratulations all supporters with start season in championship. It's really... It will be interesting season and a lot of interesting matches. How have you found English football? Have you enjoyed it so far? Yes, of course, because it's really very exciting, very interesting. And uh, I think each match in championship will be very difficult because each team, especially at home, it's a very tough team. For example, uh, on Sunday, I went to the match Bolton against Leeds and watched uh, on live. And really, it's very fighting match and we don't have a favorite in each match. If you look on the results, on the first matches, it's a maximum results, it's a 2-0. In other matches, it's a, or draw or only difference one goal. It's really very difficult tournament, very, very fight, very tough. And I think it's a, it's a very good for supporter. Um, you, of course, won um, three Premier League titles in Russia. You were the Russian national manager. You were uh, involved in the European Championships. You've had so much going on. Why did you decide to come to English football and why in particular whole city? No, it's really, I had an unbelievable time in CSK and really all my titles in CSK in Russia, it's very important for me, but I need a new challenge in my career because uh, really uh, manage of a team on the on the, another language, uh, working with uh, another players, another mentality. Uh, it's really big challenge in my career, and now it's a very exciting and very important time for me in my career. But in Russia, I also uh, was very happy, especially when we won the titles. Um, you, you, not many people know that you were a promising goalkeeper as well. Is this a true story? Is it true that you really had to give up your football career because you fell out of a tree trying to find a cat? Yes, yes, it's true. It's true. But I think football, football, uh, like lose nothing special goalkeeper and maybe, maybe get a normal football coach. I think it's maybe better for me. Is the cat still alive? 
Yes, yes, yes. Everything is good with cat. Don't worry, please. About <laughs> International cat space. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That is good. I spoke to some of uh, your players after the game on Saturday, and one of the things that they uh, they were telling me was that you're always laughing and joking and smiling on the training field. You're quite a happy character, aren't you? Is that important for you to keep your your, your team happy? I think I think only positive mood and only positive people can uh, bring something in the football in, in another working yes and it's uh, life it's a very very positive moment <laughs> and you try always positive thinking positive doing something and only with good mood because football is really it's like artist yes it's uh, it's a very interesting profession, yes. And if you will walking without smile and only hard work, it's really not effective, maybe, yes. And my style, always hard working with a smile, yes, with a positive mood. And with walking will be more effectively than without with. Excellent. Listen, Brilliant. good luck over the course of the season. We're really delighted to have you on the show. And uh, we'll hopefully speak to you soon. Good luck to Hull City and good luck to you. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you, Leonard. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thank, Thank you, Leonard Slutsky, Thank the Hull City Thank manager, you. joining bye us bye. on the programme. Bye-bye. That's it from us. Uh, thank you very much. Make sure you tell everyone about our program. Really appreciate you uh, taking part today. Thanks very much to Leonard Slutsky, who's Brilliant. an absolute legend, Adrian Kujumba and Neil Moxley, and to Andy Dunn, who joined us live from uh, Skopje in Macedonia. Absolutely fantastic first show. Really enjoyed it. Follow us on Twitter at Stay On Your Feet. You can get in touch on Instagram at Stay On Your Feet TV. And we've got a Snapchat as well, we have. which we've started. Stay On Your Feet. I'll teach you how to use yeah, it. Thank you. No, and I know you've never used Snapchat never. before. Right, okay. Um, it's time to say goodbye from us for this week, but we will be back next Tuesday. Make sure you look out for us. Always get in touch and take part in our fantasy league as well. You can win that very big trophy. Uh, right, that's it. Uh, what do you want to do now? Well, I don't know about you, amigo, but I come to Besiktas.
How are you doing there? It is David from the David McWilliams podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. We're all following the government's advice right now. We're staying in. It's a little bit cocooning, but it's all working. So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the world. Check it out.